changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some new favorites for you from a brand new book that just went on sale yesterday. Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Cat Really Did That? This is one of a pair of new books for us, and royalties from both of them go to American Humane. That is the 140-year-old nonprofit that protects the safety and welfare of dogs and cats, farm animals, and wildlife. And we work with American Humane to make the lives of animals better. We donate tons of chicken soup for the soul, dog food, and cat food every year to shelters. And we support American Humane in a lot of things that they do. And these new books are going to support American Humane financially. And more importantly, they make people think about shelter animals. So our objective in these books is to introduce you to the wonderful pets of our writers. And they're primarily dogs and cats that have been rescued and have become wonderful family members. So one of the topics that I love in this new cat book is the topic of intuition and the natural ability that cats seem to have to be therapists for their humans when their humans need it. So Kathleen Gamel tells us that she volunteered at a shelter and she would often help to match up humans with their new cats. And one day a mother showed up with a beautiful little six-year-old girl named Emma. Emma was on the autism spectrum and she didn't speak much, but she had told her mom that she wanted a pet. So Kathleen, who knew the animals really well, offered to walk around with them and introduce them to some of the cats and describe their personalities. She took Emma first to meet Marty. Marty had only three legs. One had been amputated after an infection. And nobody had adopted Marty because of his three legs. But Emma's mom wasn't so sure about Marty either. So they kept looking at the other 31 cats that were available. Emma kept looking at one cat named Thomas, who Kathleen didn't think would work out at all. Thomas has been here for two years, she explained to Emma and her mom. He has remained aloof, even though we work with him each day. As you can see, he's flattened himself against the back wall and he's quivering. I don't think Thomas will work out for Emma. But Emma continued staring at Thomas. Yes, she whispered. Emma? Thomas is a very frightened cat, Kathleen warned. He doesn't play, and he doesn't like to be cuddled. Yes, stated Emma once again, and she reached her little hand toward the cat in his cage. Thomas came forward to the front of his cage, which was a miracle. He never did that. Pretty, pretty, cooed Emma as she gently slid her hand through the bars. Yes, she said for the third time. And off they went. Emma with her autism, and Thomas, who was so shy and aloof. Two months later, Kathleen received an envelope at the shelter. Inside were two photographs of Emma and Thomas. The first showed Emma asleep in her bed, with Thomas curled up right under her chin, and the other photo showed Emma placing Thomas's food bowl on the kitchen floor as a very confident, shiny cat approached. And the note inside said, Dear Kathleen, I can't thank you enough for the precious gift of Thomas. Emma and he are inseparable. Thomas is as sweet as can be and has come out of his shell. When Emma is frightened, Thomas does not run away. He tends to stand quietly by her side. Emma is talking a bit more, 
saying words that relate to her pet, such as kitty, treat, play, and fun. She attends school each morning, and her teachers say she is progressing nicely. Of course, Thomas perches on the back of the couch, awaiting her arrival home. We couldn't be happier. So that was one grateful mom, one happy little girl, and one happy little cat. And it was just another shelter love story. Speaking of cats coming out of their shells, we have a story from April Sirac, who had a son with epilepsy and a cat who wasn't very nice to him. April says that her son and her cat didn't have much of a relationship. It wasn't for lack of trying on her son Alex's part, but Princess the cat never wanted much to do with him. She had already been with them for six years when Alec joined their family, and she didn't really like that crying baby. As a toddler, Alec had trailed after Princess, trying to show his affection with hugs, but that didn't work. She'd scratch him to make him go away. As they grew older, Alec kept trying to get close to Princess. She would play a little, but she flat out refused to climb onto his lap or to curl up in his bed with him. Now, Alec had been diagnosed with epilepsy at age four, and by the time he was 12, he was having more seizures and he needed to be admitted to the hospital for a week of testing. April and her husband took turns staying at the hospital with him, and when they were at home, they found that Princess the Cat was not herself. She turned out, surprisingly, to be very upset that Alec, who she had studiously avoided for 12 years, was now missing. She would stand outside the door of his room, a room she virtually never entered, and she would complain. When Alec came home from the hospital, Princess was a different cat. She jumped into his lap for the first time ever. And then Alec started having worse seizures, big ones. He was always afraid that he would have another one, and he started having trouble sleeping. But the worst part is that sleep deprivation can trigger seizures. So staying awake worrying about having a seizure was actually putting him at a bigger risk of having one. Then one night, April heard Alec talking to someone. By the light from the hallway, she peeked in, and she saw a little lump of black fur on the blankets beside Alec. Princess was keeping him company. Alec fell asleep in five minutes, and Princess stayed by his side that night and many nights after that. She had finally turned into an affectionate cat when she was really needed. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening today. If you want to learn more about our new books and everything else going on at Chicken Soup for the Soul, then join the 2 million people who follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website, chickensoup.com. And if you want to learn more about the book I mentioned today, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Cat Really Did That, go to chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button. You'll see all the books that are featured on this week's podcast, and you can click on the picture of the cat book and read more about it. Finally, if you'd like a chance to win a free signed first edition of our new cat book, then follow me on Twitter if you haven't already. My handle is easy. It's Amy Newmark. And then retweet any of my tweets about this podcast by the end of the day on August 10th. I'll pick five people who have retweeted randomly, and I'll let you know if you're one of them. And then you'll give your address to our webmaster, and I will sign a copy of the book and send it off to you anywhere you want in the United States. Come back Friday to meet Dr. Robin Gansert, the president and CEO of American Humane. We're going to talk about what's new in the world of shelters, 
and what's being done to alleviate the crisis we have in this country with millions of dogs and cats still waiting to be adopted. 